Welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Praxis is a conversation about the intersection of science-based wellness and Christian spiritual practice. We cover three topic areas, mindfulness, fitness, and diet. This podcast is a recording from our live Zoom sessions, where we have a discussion, sometimes a guest speaker, and then we sit in 20 minutes of contemplative silence. You're welcome to join along with this podcast or live with us on Zoom every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. For more information, you can just Google us at Praxis Christian Wellness. O Heavenly King, the Comforter, Spirit of Truth, Lord everywhere and fillest all things, treasury of blessing and giver of life, come and abide in us and cleanse us of every impurity and save our souls, O good one. Holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the only thing I, I really wanted to say um, today was that next year, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the body part of the mind, body, spiritual practice and, and how embodied practices play into or interact with you know, our, our contemplative practice, our mindfulness practice. And so fasting essentially is like sort of the diet component and then in fitness, how does that um, interact with our, our spiritual sense? our sense of our watchfulness of our own thoughts and emotions. Does this fasting interact with that? Does it improve physical, your, your spiritual awareness, your spiritual, your feeling of connection to God? Um, does fitness uh, relax you or, or do anything in a way that changes how you sink into contemplation? And, um, and then how do we do these things in a way that has scriptural integrity and integrity within tradition? Um, and, and how did those traditions get, can't come to these practices largely around fasting? Um, so knowing that, that mindfulness is part of this, but not the goal of, of this group. It's a, I call it a, a mindfulness group. Um, but as we've said before, the goal is obviously at Centering Prayer. The goal is to be in relationship and in the presence of God. And that's a journey that happens. And mindfulness is one of the steps along the way of that journey. And the body is also one of the steps along the way of that journey. And uh, I was talking with Charlie, who's in the group. and He, he and Allie could not make it tonight. But we were talking earlier because he's very into these this mindful science, you know, these these neuroplasticity scientists, and we talked about framing, say, the the centering prayer practice as like almost like levels. So if you imagine you're a novice and you're coming into a centering prayer practice, let's say you're beginning from a place of an unaware state of physical, mental, and maybe spiritual agitation where there are kind of waves that you're experiencing, but you're not really aware of them. If, you, if we think about, about Jesus calming the waters, 
of the Sea of Galilee. And that the first step in the, in the practice is simply to sit without moving. And when we sit without moving, we become aware of our, most of us will become aware of our body wanting to itch or wanting to move. We want to shift in our seat. And so the first thing we do in the practice is don't do that. And you'll get the sense that these sensations in your body come and go. And if you don't do anything, they'll just pass away. But then the next step as we sink deeper is the same thing happens with our thoughts and emotions. As we, we begin to see that our thoughts come and go, our emotions come and go. Sometimes our emotions are attached to our thoughts. Sometimes our emotions have no attachment. They're just there. Um, and we don't even know why they're there. But if we don't engage with them, we're mindful, we return to our, our sacred word, then we see how they come and go. And, and those thoughts and emotions will also still. Then there's the third level, which is really kind of the ultimate goal of the practice as, as it has come through the tradition, which is beneath that layer is a layer of spiritual awareness and discernment in our daily life. But we begin to experience maybe emotional states. Um, we might see things. Um, we might have a feeling, a sense of an awareness of something. Like I think I've said before in, in two of those recent Centering Prayer sessions, I've been overwhelmed with a sense of a feeling of gratitude once during Anne's group and once uh, here for no reason. Um, and I can't explain it. You have these experiences that have no tie to any physical cause and effect, right? Um, I was saying you might have a sense that, that your cousin is in trouble. And then when you're done, you'll make a call to your cousin and she's like, I just, I'm in the hospital. I just had a car accident. Um, so these, then this sort of awareness starts to happen. And even below that, that will pass. And, you know, if you, if you do read into the literature, then there's sort of like this ultimate reunion with the energy of God in, at least in the Orthodox tradition. So that's the third level. The third level is not what we're here <laughs> to talk about. We're really just here to talk about that physical component and the mindful component. Um, that, that, you know, the third level that's, that's for your pastor, <laughs> that's for monastery, that those are spiritual things. And, and, you know, we're here just to talk about bodily practice, scripture, and, and what we're experiencing in, in centering prayer in terms of the mind, that, what, what evidence can tell us. So we'll start to talk about these, these bodily things. How does, how does fitness play in? How does, how does diet play in? And, and hopefully we'll just have an exploration there that will be interesting and fun. And, and you know, no one's under any obligation to do anything. This is just a conversation that we have. Um, and we can have more of it, we can have less of it. Uh, I, you know, I, I want it, I won't have any thoughts on things they're interested in or if, you know, overall feedback on what we've been doing here. I'd, I'd love to hear it. I mean, I, I think that uh, I've said before, I just really appreciate the intentionality of this time and the opportunity to have a set time in the middle of the week where we kind of pause and reorient and just take 20 minutes and don't do anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've really appreciated that when I've been able to be here, uh, which is most of the time, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. 
I, I would say, you know, like I, I would uh, encourage you to not let us off the hook quite so easily as saying nobody has any obligation to do anything. Like I think there'd be, there's a good space for challenge and uh, you know, you're onto something. So don't let us off the hook that easily. I think that's a great idea, Aaron. I'd like to see myself do Tai Chi for a week before I sit down for centering prayer, just, just to see the effect and the energy and the, whole experience in the morning and it's it's such a fabulous thing when you can find it on television and you don't you know i'd much rather go to a gym with a group but right now it's not good for me that's a great point about both both what you guys said about intentionality and group because uh you know i i know a guy fitness guy he's been teaching martial arts for 30 years and during COVID, he's like, I'm, I practice this cratering because if I don't have somebody else to work out with, even I won't do it. You know, <laughs> you need the other people. Um, so, yeah, the idea of maybe, you know, we could set our own intentions and then have the group be responsible for like, you know, checking in. Like, did you do it? Did you do the Tai Chi? Did you do, said you were going to jog 20 minutes before your practice? Did you do it? Um, it's a good way of keeping people on, on task and supporting uh, one another. Oh. Accountability. Made you go for a walk tonight. <clears throat> yeah, she made, we went for a <laughs> rigorous walk through the woods in the moonlight. Wonderful. It was. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think I'm, I'm appreciative that it's a safe space for me to practice this and learn this. You know, I, I think I'd probably be intimidated in, in another environment and probably shy away from it knowing myself. But for this, I'm, it's just safe and I can come in and practice this because, you know, the centering prayer and being still and is I haven't done a lot of it. And it's just a development for me. Love having you. Thank you. I'm also curious about what you mean not that you have to go into that today, but the fasting issue that you were referring to, Cornelius, I, that's, um, that interests me, but I just don't know quite the context, so I'll be looking forward to when you develop some of those ideas. Yeah, it, it's just going to, we're going to just look at sort of mindful eating and um, fasting, you know, is in the Christian tradition is just not eating certain foods on certain days. Um, and because diet, exercise and mindfulness are kind of like the three pillars of wellness. Um, we're we're going to look at that fasting tradition, things like the, and the modern iterations, like the Daniel diet um, and what that does for people, both spiritually, why you do it, why, um, the, the, like we have the the Didache, which is a, a, a nerdy book that I just picked up, um, which is so old. It's such an old manual on how to train Christians. It may have been written before the Gospels. There's actually no, there's reference to the Beatitudes and to the 11th commandment to, to Jesus, but nothing to the resurrection. There's no mention of it. Um, there's no mention of Paul. 
it's really, really old, but they do mention fasting on Wednesday and Friday. Um, so we'll look at where did that tradition come from as the church, because the Orthodox still do it um, on Wednesday and Friday. Why, you know, and does it work for you? Would you need it? Do you need it? All right. We'll explore. Are, or does everyone feel comfortable with just going into it? If maybe we have a, a, a prayer Esther, would you lead us into, into the silence? I know you weren't expecting it, but. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this uh, strange way of meeting. And we give you thanks and praise that you are no stranger to strange meetings. And so we expect you to show up. We gather in your name and you promise when we do that, that you're with us. And so we pray that as we enter into this time of silence and stillness, that we would be still to know that you are God, that we would be open to what you have in store for us, and that we would be open to one another as we, uh, as we share in this time together. We pray that you'd prepare us that you'd overshadow us with your spirit and birth in us um, your deep gladness. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to lead us um, out with a little Orthodox Christian prayer, and then I will um, see if anyone wants to share anything before we part ways. So this prayer is, um, Thou who at every season and every hour in heaven and on earth art worshipped and glorified, O Christ our Lord, who art long-suffering, merciful, and compassionate, who lovest the just and showest mercy upon the sinner, who calls to all, to all salvation through, through the promise of blessings to come. O Lord, in this hour, receive our supplications and direct our lives according to the commandments. Sanctify our souls, hollow our bodies, correct our thoughts, cleanse our minds. Deliver us from all tribulation, evil, and distress. Surround us with holy angels that guided and guarded by their host, we may attain to unity of the faith and to the knowledge of thine unapproachable glory. For blessed art thou, thou unto ages of ages. Lord, have mercy. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and ever, unto ages and ages. Amen. Anyone want to share anything about their experience? I just felt an overwhelming happiness, just a relief, a happiness and a happy feeling. And I'm, I am so happy to be with a group of people from different, differing Christian backgrounds. That so interests me. I, I did open my eyes before uh, it ended just to turn down the volume on my phone and, and you were just smiling. <laughs> You're just sitting there with a big smile on your face. <laughs> good, good. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is appropriate, but I was wondering, Jamie, how your father was doing. Yeah, thanks for asking. Totally fine. And asked before we started. Um, so part of part of my sharing too is like, um, I feel better and I'm able to be here because um, my dad went from the intensive care to the medical unit uh, yesterday. Mm. So that's really, really great. I'm not like tied to my phone or like wondering what's going to happen or, you know, on edge. So um, I have part of the meditation then was like having music coming in and out. So I was connecting mm -hmm. with more happiness for me as music and dance. So I've been playing guitar and I heard these tunes coming in and out of my heads, which isn't really like thoughts, but it was like, oh, that's fun. You know, it's just like, oh. Um, and then just overwhelming gratitude to just be here and shut my phone off and have that privilege to just sit here and, and not carry that, you know, heaviness of, of you know, my father's health being so poor just a couple of days ago. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for asking. Mm 
Well, we, we said um, we would ask everybody if there's anything that they wanted to let go of here. Oh, yeah, that's right. On the eve of New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Eve. You, um, <laughs> Donovan is part of um, our sort of like circuit of, of people we have over who, or who consistently come over for these dinner parties we used to do throughout the years in, in Portland. And um, basically we'd have people write down things they want to let go of or to complete um, like four times a year. Cause we used to have these dinner parties like four times a year and they would be on the, the quarter days. Just like Christmas, Michael Mass, St. John's and uh, Easter at St. John's. So it, it, um, Anglicans divide the year up into quarters um and um then then as you come back the next quarter see if you let it go if you finished it um so is anything that anybody just wants to let go of this year just resentment Hmm. no mine is mine is like letting go of this year (laughs) 2020 (laughs) full year it's so much pain there's so much pain associated with it you know so it's just you know, to let, to let that go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I, I want to keep in with that. Just like let go of every moment that's already passed. Mm-hmm. Just keep saying that to myself. Mm-hmm. That was so five minutes ago. I don't need to. <laughs> can, can you give us the benediction, sir? Me? <laughs> you're, 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 you're the spiritual heavyweight here. You're the, you're the anchor. Oh, man. Sure. Is, okay, well, can I ask too, is that a Praxis tattoo? <laughs> we branded yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Praxis. It's my Cairo. Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, um, yeah, as we go into this night, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God lift up the light of his countenance on you and give you peace. Go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and in the fellowship and comfort of the Holy Spirit tonight and always. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.